Welcome to 502 Entrepreneurs, Louisville's podcast featuring local business owners, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers, all who have a story to tell. I am your host, Carl Armijo, owner and operator of Carl Armijo Photography. Our guest today is Tom Robbins, real estate broker in Louisville and Southern Indiana. It's time to keep it weird with Tom. Tom, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Carl? Hey, pretty good. Had a pretty, uh, pretty good weekday so far. Awesome. So I can't complain too much. What about you? Same thing. Same? No complaints. Good. Well, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. I always <laughs> like to talk to people who are out there working hard and trying to get their uh, name out in the community so people know who they are, and that's kind of the idea of the show. So yes. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> glad to be here. So tell everybody who might be listening who you are and what you do. Um, my name is Tom Robbins. I am a realtor with, uh, Keller Williams, uh, incorporated, I think. Okay. Uh, so uh, you, uh, buy and sell houses. I help people make their dreams come true. There. I like that. That's much better. And you do that by helping them buy and sell their homes. I do. Yes. Okay. So that's good. And how's the, the market been recently? Market's hot. Yeah. Very hot. Here so that's good for all the sellers, huh? Yeah. So how are the buyers doing? Buyers are doing good because there's there's enough houses out there where hmm, you'll find what you want within reason. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, not an overabundance that drives the market down. Sure, yeah. So there's a little bit of scarcity but not too much where it's hurting right. hurting people. So that sounds like a good place for the housing market to be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, good economy. So how long have you been a realtor? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, actually, coming up on two years. It'll be two years in April. Okay. And uh, how's that experience been so far? You know, uh, for me, it's been great. Uh, I going into it, I knew it was, there was going to be a lull, you know, while I'm building my business. Um, and I probably, I don't know, eight months before I had my first closing, then it was like, bam, 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 bam. And, uh, this, this past year I, I closed 20, 21 transactions. No, oh, that's a, that's a pretty good number. That's a. Basically one every couple of weeks, huh? maybe a little less than that. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking, um, I mean, it's just under like two a month. Yeah. That's not too bad. What would you say is uh, average out there for a, a realtor these days? Is there an average? So I, I think that I heard the um, average is like three or four transactions a year. Really? Yeah take into account that the vast majority of, um, agents are part-time. Oh, okay. You know, they only, I didn't do, know that they only do a couple of transactions a year. Okay. So what made you decide to do it full-time versus part-time, which a lot of people seem to be doing? Um, if I was going to do it, I didn't want to just have a part-time job. Right. You know, I, I, I felt, um, that going into it, if I, you know, going into it full time, I would make, I would make the money that a full time job pays me, 
and I'd have more freedom to do other things. Is that uh, seem to be working out the way you had planned? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. More money than I've I've probably made more money last year than than I made working for anyone else. Well, that's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah. It's but always better to keep more of it than what I hear the other day. If you're working for somebody else, you're making their dreams come true. Yeah. Where if you're working for yourself, you're making your dreams come true. Yeah, that's it. Which uh, is a big difference. Huge. So. You know, life by design versus a life by default. Yeah. So, uh, tell me, in you're with Keller Williams, mm-hmm. who's responsible for lead generation, for home buying and selling, so, on there. Uh, we're all responsible for our own, like our own lead gen. We, um, let's see, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but Gary Keller says you're, you're, you have two businesses when you're an agent. One business is lead gen. The other business is being an agent, right? You know, which is, it makes a lot of sense because the, the lead gen is a lot, a lot of hustle. Yeah. So you're out there hustling every day, trying to find the leads, yeah. For people who either want a house or want to sell their house. And uh, Keller Williams isn't necessarily just handing them to you and saying, go close a deal. No, uh, Yeah, they definitely are not. So um, they, they give us all the tools. You know, the, the training that they provide is second to none. Um, they, do, um, they do a training every, like, once a quarter. Then there's an... A- so once a quarter is called Ignite, then they do an annual training that's bold, which is like Ignite on steroids. Um, and there are tons of classes every week that, that we can go to. And the, you know, the culture within the company is tremendous. Um, I gotcha. You know, I was telling you before about, you know, when I, when I joined, I was given a mentor. Right. And, and my mentor has been he's been such a huge help that, sure. you know, I feel like you're, you're pretty fortunate with that. Right. Cause I think a lot of people are in business, you know, for themselves and they don't have a mentor. They don't have somebody they can go to with questions or seeking advice or somebody right. to steer them in the right direction and say, Hey man, you need to do something different here. Yeah. Well that, that's, so. I th- that's the culture is it's, you know, not even just my mentor. There are a number of agents that, you know, that I've reached out to and asked questions and asked them to show me things and how they did, you know, something like a, a CMA, like a, a comparative market analysis on someone's house. Right. You know, that maybe is just a little odd and without hesitation. Cool. Let's sit down, you know, and they would walk me through it and really show me, um, God, show me how they do it. So it, it, you know, makes me right. What I do. Now does every agent have their own way of doing it? That's just a little bit different or is there like a, almost an industry standard way of so doing with, that? With CMAs, there's, it's kind of a standard, but you know, it's like with anything you find different people do things different ways. Um, like one guy I'm telling you what he can do it. CMA on a house and, and what feels to me like 20 seconds. Right. He's like, this is what I would price it. And here's why I'm Oh my God. 
you know, and other people, it takes a little bit longer. Sure. For me, it takes a little bit longer, but it seems like there'd be a lot of market research and there is, you know, things like that. Or, you know, if you know, unless you really know that specific neighborhood, you know, you're going to have to do a little dig in and, and, yeah. and get in there and figure it out. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, for me, it's, I like, if I was to, to comp your house, I, you know, it would probably take me 10 minutes, 15 oh, it's not minutes, too bad. you know, not a lot of time goes into that. Just making sure that, you know, numbers are right. You know, as far as like square footage and right. finished space and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, how often are you finding sellers who are disappointed with the number that you're, you're telling them, you're like, Hey, I know you want to sell your house for X amount, but really we're going to get X amount, which is a little bit lower. You know, I think, um, it's always a gamble, you know, like, um, sitting down to talk to someone who wants to sell their house. It's very much, a you know, we're going to look in this range. This is where we're going to be. It's because it's not an exact science. Yeah. Um, here's where I know it'll sell. We will start here high, you know, and I'll, I'll show the seller the numbers too. You know, right. this is what I'm seeing. This is why I'm saying this. And I'm sure it depends on how quickly they need to sell or, yeah, there's you a, know, a lot of variables that there, go into that. There are a lot of variables. So yep. well, that's cool. So, uh, what's been the best part mm. about being a realtor so far since you've, uh, started that? Well, you know, the, really the freedom, you know, the freedom has been, I would say that it's what I wanted out of it, right? I, I want the ability to, um, say if I get up in the morning, I don't really want to work. I don't really have to, that's not me. Right. But, right. but, you know, when my little brother passed away a few months ago, I had that ability to say, okay, listen, you guys handle this for me. I'm going to go be with my family and take care of right. these things, you know, and my business did not suffer because, because of that. Right. You know, which was great. Yeah, that is great. Um, you know, and other than that, I, I think one of the more fulfilling parts of it is, seeing someone or assisting someone who frankly never thought that they would ever be in a position to buy a house and to see them make that first, you know, that, that first purchase, right. You know, the look on their face and their gratitude and, you know, really my gratitude because that there's, there's no better feeling in the world than someone who never thought it would happen and it happened. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. You know, when, yeah, you know, they're in one mindset and then, you know, a little thing like well, to them, it's a major thing, you know, mm -hmm. the, but the act of buying a house can change their mindset, you know, pretty quickly. Like, Hey, I didn't think this was possible. We did it. What else can we do? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. It really does. It opens, you know, it opens up the doors for, for so many opportunities for them. And I, you know, I just recently, I had a client who, um, sound crazy, um, nicest guy in the world. He spent 27 years in prison. Wow. 
27 years and he didn't, he didn't think he would ever get out. Um, he did what three years on death row, I think. And, uh, he was in there and he said, you know what? I'm here. My life is going to mean something. So he went and got, he went in prison when he was like 17. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Or young age. Yeah. Um, so he did, you know, he did his time on death row. Then he got like two consecutive life sentences or something. Um, I don't remember exactly, but while he was in there, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. He went back, he got his GED. Then he went to college and he got, uh, I think he got an associate's degree and then he started training, um, uh, last chance dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, he started training them and really turned his life around. And I think that because of the actions that he took, you know, the conscious decision he made to do something with his life, even though he was going to be in this cell for the rest of his life, I think a lot of that, like, helped him get to, you know, he got out. He got a job, and he, um, while he's buying the house, he, I think he got one or two promotions. Oh, wow. You know, so he, that, that one was probably, that, that's probably one of the biggest ones because he. From nothing. Yeah. Literally from nothing. Nothing. And I think he's been out like two, he just celebrated two years out. That's great. So gets out two years later, bought his first house. So there's a probably a lot of tools out there for home buyers, right? To to finance and you know come up with the money they need to get a house, right? Well, there are a lot of options out there. What's you know? the what's the most common thing you're seeing with people that are buying homes? Uh, you know, I I wouldn't say that anything is really common. You know, every because every situation is different. They're all different. You know, um, some. Some will use like the USDA loan, which does 100% financing. Um, there's also like in Kentucky, there's the Kentucky Housing um, that does they do like a down payment up to six thousand dollars or okay. something. Um, so for first-time home buyers, there's the opportunity to get into a house for little or no money out of pocket. Sure, you which know. is a significant. Yeah. opportunity because you know for a lot of people it's hard to save 20 percent of a house right yeah. to pay as a down payment and you know get yourself out of pmi and things like that and yeah. you know to have the opportunity to to have very little or no money down and get yourself in a home you know it, it can make a big difference yeah i mean you think even 20 20 percent of a hundred thousand is twenty thousand dollars and the average person doesn't have that kind of money. Yeah. You know, it's they're living paycheck to paycheck. Exactly. And you see the stats and it's kind of staggering when you see, you know, I can't I don't know any numbers off the time, top of my head, but you know, they say hardly anybody has money saved up for retirement these days. Yeah, they do. You know, and it's just like we right, that's and that's I think where we're buying a house kind of comes in where a lot of people are are what I'm seeing is they're going into buying a house so they can use the equity in the house towards like retirement. Sure. Getting them in that position. Getting them something. 
You're right, though. No one, people aren't saving their money today. Yeah. You know, everything's so expensive. Everything's expensive, and we're in a consumer culture where, you know, they say you can see like something like 6,000 ads a day or something like that. Wow. You know, we're just getting bombarded by, by yeah. advertisements that we don't even know are advertisements sometimes. That's crazy. You know, and, uh, you know, it's just a, a buy, buy, buy kind of yeah. culture and mentality, and it makes it hard for for people to save sometimes. Yeah. I talked to someone yesterday about that and they're like, yeah, get on. We we're talking about, <clears throat> talking about a drop shipping business. And she's, she said, um, she's like, that's such a great idea. Cause I get on Facebook and I'm always like, Oh, you know, I, I need to buy that. And it, you know, it's 10 or 15 bucks and right. I, I buy it and it shows up like a month later. And I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> you didn't really need it. Did you? But, yeah. But you bought it. So, you know, well, that, that that's pretty interesting. So, you know, I've asked, you know, the previous guests this question, so might as well throw it at you as well. But right, right. currently, how many revenue streams do you have coming in? And do you plan on adding some in the future? Uh, yeah, I have three streams right now. Okay. My, my goal is by the end of the year to have five. Five. And then I'm hoping by the end of the following year it'll be seven or eight do you have any plans for what the new ones are going to be mm, maybe maybe you don't want to <laughs> tell anybody no because <laughs> no. <laughs> no, everything's up in the air right now yeah you know um could change at the drop of a hat so. sure yeah you know everything's kind of you know yeah. a, an idea until it's reality and that's it so well, i encourage you to make them reality do what you can. I'm definitely, definitely making that happen. So, cool. How about you? I've currently got two revenue streams. Um, so, maybe, probably going to add a third in 2020. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is yet. Um, I have a couple ideas on what it could be, um, but I'm not there yet. So, just kind of my mind going crazy kind of thing. I don't know if you know the, how that feels. Yeah. I'm sure you no, do. No, not at all. <laughs> not big. But yeah, the, I could sit at my computer and, you know, I, I've been really focusing these days and a lot of it comes from my headshot business and, you know, some of the, the people I talk with in that industry about how we're really being marketed to. Yeah. So I really pay attention to ads a lot these days and kind of what's getting thrown my way you know and you know it's amazing the stuff that gets thrown my way and it's amazing the algorithms that facebook uses to you, to target ads my way and you don't even have to search for something you, you just, don't even have to search it anymore you just, you just think it i know and it shows up <laughs> like what so and then sometimes i saw one i saw an ad uh god today i guess it was um an inflatable church. Really? Yeah. Man. It was huge. Who needs an inflatable church? Somebody. Well, someone does because yeah. they made it. Right. And it was like, I think it was like 1800 bucks. Dang. That's cheap. That's crazy. Like, what the? I think you could pass the collection pan one time, pay it off. Right. I guess it depends how many people you have. I'm thinking maybe not a church. Maybe we have inflatable lodge. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was playing on Facebook a little bit today and... You know, I, I learned a trick the other day where you can, if a page is running ads, 
you can go in and see every ad they're running, which is super cool. I'll show that to you later. Okay. And then you can go in and you can see all the ads you've ever clicked on, which is cool. That is crazy. And so there's like tons of like data just in Facebook, just the way they've collected on yeah. you. And if you see an ad, you could click the little three dots at the top right and say, why am I seeing this ad? And it tells you what they're targeting. Oh. So you know what demographics they're looking at for the ad that you're seeing. That's... So there's tons of like reverse engineering of these Facebook ads you can kind of do to see how other people are marketing to you. That's pretty awesome. Which is pretty neat. Yeah. You know, more than anything, it like satisfies my curiosity, you know, for like, why am I seeing this ad? You know, I don't know. But yeah. then you see what it is and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and maybe I do need that product. But yeah. Now you got me, my brain. Yeah, it's super thinking. cool. That is really cool. So, you know, Facebook's kind of. I think Shane was saying 180,000 parameters or, or something in their algorithm. Oh, man. I don't even think it's worth trying to figure out what they're doing anymore. You know, you just kind of just do your own thing and hope worry about <laughs> worry about yourself and <laughs> don't even worry about what those guys are doing, you know. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, if, if, if they have the information, it's there for good use. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So now I know you, you advertise on Facebook, correct? I do. What's your... Do you have a method or a methodology that you're using there? I had a method and it's changing. Okay. What were you doing? It was a pretty general, um, I would just do a, a mile range. Okay. Like from the office say, okay. I'm, or from the, um, whatever house I was advertising right. mile range from that house to see what I would pull in. And, and they tended to do pretty good. Um, but Facebook changed something with advertising, uh, and I haven't looked into it a whole lot. Um, I just looked into it a little bit, but it's, I, I put up like three ads last week and all three of them got rejected. Oh yeah. I was like, what the heck's going so there's on? There's something in the terms of service there that you're not getting. Yeah. Well, they, they changed because it has to do with housing, I've, I've got to click. It's in a special, like a special section. Now. Right. Yeah. Because of probably the things that Fair I'm telling housing. you about. Yeah. yeah. It's like anyone can, they have this transparency of things. So you can see everybody's ads. Yeah. And Facebook's been in so much trouble, you know, with everything that they're trying to be. A lot of it. Well. Up front as much as they can, I guess. Uh, they got sued for. They were letting realtors like specifically target certain demographics, oh, okay. and you know, ethically as a realtor, it's, that's yeah, it's unethical, right? Because um, you don't want to be. Well, I'm only going to focus on this, you know, million dollar plus house with you know middle aged white man or what right. have you. Um, yeah, so I've. I've Obviously, that had something pretty major to do. They were, <laughs> they were with, I think, the SEC or something. Oh, really? It's yeah. a pretty major deal? Yeah. They got hit pretty hard with it. Okay. Is there any reason you couldn't check the the other box that says it's a house and still getting that out there? No, I did. Okay. I, I checked that box, but it's... So my ads before, I was hitting between eight and 1,200 people a day. And I looked this morning, and my ad yesterday hit like 132 people. 
Now, what are you doing with these ads once people hit it? Are you Um, doing anything or is it just more of an exposure type thing? So I've got some that drive them to my website. The ad that's running right now is actually, it's a capture ad. So I'm just looking to capture their information. Sure. And it's not, it's not done me any good. I've not got anything from it and it's been running for five days, I think. Okay. Well, maybe it's time to mix it up. Yeah. Facebook has a thing. I haven't tried it yet, but it's on my agenda for this week. It's a, an AB test. Mm -hmm. So you can test four different parameters and Facebook will run your ad different ways and tell you which ad is doing better Hmm. so that you can narrow down, you know, how you want your ad to look based on performance with actual data. That's pretty awesome. So that's pretty cool too. So yeah, I met a guy today that, um, he does digital marketing. That's his, his full-time gig. And, uh, we're going to sit down and talk some because he, he had some pretty, Seem to have some really good ideas, and he's got a couple of things that he's getting off the ground right now, which sounds really exciting. That's awesome. I like talking to people like that. Yeah, me too. You know, my mind's so into marketing these days that anybody who has any marketing experience or background or is just learning, I'm like, I need to talk to this guy because, yeah. you know, whoever you're talking to, you're learning something. Always. You know? And so... If you're not learning, you're not living. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what advice would you give to a new realtor who's trying to get into the business? Mm. R and D. Rip off and duplicate. Don't don't try and develop your own way. It's um the wheel's already been invented. You don't have to reinvent it. Right. You know, that's I think that's the biggest thing. How many hours a day on average would you say you're mm. spent? Just chasing leads. Uh, that's, I mean, that's my primary function. I probably spend, I would say four to six hours a day, every day, like focused on, on chasing leads. What other uh, methods are you using to try to capture them? You know, um, well, I do the ride share. Uber and Lyft? Mm-hmm. That, that brings in, uh, I probably get three pretty solid leads a week out of it. Um, of course, they take time to nurture. Absolutely. Um, All Most leads do. Yeah. So, you know, I do that. I do pop buys. So I stop and stop in and see people like Shane. I'll stop in and see Shane and uh, got... I don't know. Met a few people out of his shop. <clears throat> um, stopped by and see Casey at Goldheart Stones. Yeah. You know, pull got a couple of people out of his shop. Um, and then just just talking to people. Just You're just out there just throwing your card around and everyone yeah. you meet, you're saying, hey, yeah, I'm Jen, Tom. We went out for our anniversary last year, I guess. We were drinking some wine. There we go. Oh, we were at some winery and we we're drinking the drinking some wine, talking with the sommelier or whatever. And yeah. I ended up getting getting her number so I could sell her a house. <laughs> Jen's like, "We're out here for our anniversary." Like, sorry, <laughs> like it's habit now. That's the uh, the opposite way that you'd be getting their numbers for, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd much rather sell them a house. <laughs> That's right. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, what else are you currently like interested in or learning about or like what's got your mind kind of occupied these days other than selling houses? <laughs> Grief. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I think that's, that's been a, a major focus the last probably six or eight months. Just like learning how to deal with it or like, yeah, learning how to deal with it, better ways to deal with it because, um, you know, we don't always, we don't always know the best way to deal with it. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. Yeah. Me too. All, I'm terrible at it when it's a major, major loss, you know, if sure it's, um, like my little brother was pretty major. That's, I, that's about as major as it gets, man. I don't think you could say pretty major, <laughs> you know, no, you're, you're right because he was, um, you know, for 40 years, he was like my best friend. Right. I mean, the only thing worse is probably kids, you know, yeah. but, uh, you God, know, close family, happens. wife, kids. I mean, that's as major as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get any any more major than that. Yeah. We've had a pretty good support system. So you've now, been so. uh learning about grief and how to deal with it. Yeah. Are you doing that by reading books or listening to podcasts or uh, seeing a therapist or reading, what you... <laughs> reading books and therapy. Okay. <laughs> lots and lots of therapy. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist. Yeah. I see a therapist. Yeah. You know, and you gotta sometimes you just gotta talk to people. Yeah, you, you know, you know, it's um, it's it's being comfortable in the fact knowing that you don't know everything, right? You know, and sometimes it, you know, it helps you to talk to someone who has more experience with oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. My therapist has been she's been a wonder, and they give you tons of ways to, you know, kind of cope with the way you're feeling yeah. that you may never have thought of before. Or they're going to see a way that you're coping with it that you didn't know was a coping mechanism yeah. to start with, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, seeing seeing people like that's a, a good deal, I think. I do, too. Really, you know, there's a big, there's a big stigma about um, mental health, you know, and there, I don't feel like there should be, right? Because it's, um, especially in in current times you know we probably see more mental health issues than we ever have in history and you know i, I my assumption is a multitude of reasons sure um people are afraid to go to you know to admit they they go to counseling yeah or, or whatever it is exactly that's why i like organizations like um here in louisville pete fest or yeah. pete foundation you know the pete foundation's out there trying to uh, erase that stigma yeah destigmatize it in the younger generation of yeah. people who are you know more willing to learn and you know don't have preconceived notions already about something like that and i think the work they're doing is amazing yeah you me know? too they're super so super good people you yeah know. definitely cool man i know you didn't told me not to ask but i'm asking anyway where's your favorite spot in town mm. it could be any spot doesn't have to be a restaurant. Any spot. Bar, restaurant, hangout. You know, I, I'd say what we frequent the most is probably Dragon King's Daughter. Okay. Um, that's, I, I guess it was our f 
for Jen and I, it was our first real date. Oh, was it? I think so. It was Dragon King's daughter. Plus, and so we go there a lot. Of course, the food's tremendous. And um, the kids was the first time they tried sushi at DKD. So did they like it? They do. That's good. Yeah. Now Bailey's always like, can we have sushi? Like, honey, it's breakfast. Like, I know, <laughs> but I want sushi. Like, okay. Sushi is delicious. I don't blame her. <laughs> I know. It is. It absolutely is. <laughs> That's funny. What about you? What's your favorite spot? Well, you know, my favorite spot just closed. So I'm a little bummed about that, but I used to love going to the Butcher Town Pizza Kitchen. Uh, and uh, they've, they've recently shut down. Yeah. So How long ago did they shut down? It's probably been five or six months now. Okay. So it's probably about fine time I find a new place to go. Yeah. I'm a sucker for pizza. So. Have you been to the post? Been to the post, yeah. I don't hate the post. The <laughs> post is pretty good. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, just pizza. I think, you know, for a more fancy experience, I like to go to Jack Fry's okay. in town for like a more more fancy deal yeah that place has been you know. open forever yep so we we tend to go to um lemu yeah we um of course we've got friends that work there and and the food's good and the yeah. service is great it's so. nice when when food's good service is good and you can say hi to somebody you know yeah so. that's cool yeah plus oh the foo fighters ate there when they were in town oh did they yeah man so it must be I was a little jealous. Did I you sit in the same chair? Them. I tried to. <laughs> they were like, you can't go back there. I was like, let me go. <laughs> Man, we were, we're hitting most of these questions already. Um, Good. Yeah, yeah. So what's the, the best advice anybody's given you about either life or business? The best advice, I guess, was my dad. He said, if you want it, work for it, which, you know, makes sense. Makes total sense. <laughs> he was a smart man. Yeah. Nothing in life is free in it. Um, someone, someone else had a, there's another saying, I don't remember who said it. It's like success is simple, not easy. Yeah. I like that. It's kind of deep. Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta dissect that kind of bit by bit. You know. Yeah. Success is simple, not easy. but not easy. Yeah, that's great. I wonder who said that. I'm gonna have to look it up later. Yeah, I want to say Gary Keller, maybe. Okay. Throwing a little plug out there to the the big man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what, man. I've probably read like three or four of his books, and it's, you know, he's there's a reason that that Keller Williams is the largest real estate company in the world. Right. You know, um, yeah. The, Stuff like that definitely works its way top down. Yeah. It's tremendous. What's the the best book you've read recently? Ooh, I'll tell you my, probably my favorite book right now. I've, I've read it th- three times. I think over like two months is, um, never split the difference. Oh yeah. Chris Voss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that book is tremendous. I've got the hard copy and the audio. Yeah. So I know the book. <laughs> and I love that book. Like to to hear, you know, to hear the stories and just hear um, the, the eye-opening thing for me with that book was, you know, everything in life is a negotiation. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? And 
you don't realize it until you hear that and you start thinking about it and then you're sitting there talking to somebody and you're like, we're negotiating right now. Yeah. And you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. So one final question for you, Tom, before we wrap this thing up here. Okay. And that's, how do you keep it weird? Oh, um, I always have a metal shirt on. You do? <laughs> metal do. shirt. Yeah, today's... Who's your favorite metal band of all time? Ooh. Or your favorite metal shirt? Oh, God. And how many do you have? How, how many metal shirts do I have? Yeah. It's got to be a few hundred. Dang. I've got totes i probably have eight or ten totes out in the garage full and i've got three drawers in my dresser is everyone black no no (laughs) no no i i actually i started getting some other colors like i've got a green one and a red one okay i could see red being a super metal color but green doesn't sound like it fits the bill no it doesn't um both of them are like christmas shirts okay so like like the green one, the band logo is red, and the red one, the band logo is green. Gotcha. Uh, favorite metal band, I would say, probably Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. They just came through town, didn't they? Not too long ago. Yeah, they uh, November November eleventh, and it was uh, God. They played their final show on November thirtieth. They're done. They're done. Hanging it up for now until they come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they don't come back. <laughs> I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'd want to see You'd them. Go. But You'd go. I would. So, All right, Tom. Well, tell people out there how they can find you. Oh, uh, robinsnests.kw.com. So it's R-O-B-B-I-N-S-N-E-S-T-S.kw.com. Yeah, and the important part of that is it's nests. Yeah. Not nest. Yep. Gets them every time. Yep. So, well, Tom, I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having me. Definitely enjoyed the conversation, and I wish the best for you in 2020, and I hope to see these uh, revenue streams and you you killing your goals out there. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I wish you the best as well, Carl. All right, appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for listening to 502 Entrepreneurs. You can find our site online at www.502entrepreneurs.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast through whichever service you listen to. Thanks again.